Welcome to Too Many Podcasts, the podcast about podcasts. Now, podcasting from the Sherpa Chalet on Mount Podcastia, he's your host, Jim, the podcast Sherpa. Hey there, rebels of the Sherpolution, and welcome again to another episode of Too Many Podcasts. It's me, Jim, the podcast Sherpa. You know, I haven't done this in a while, but I think it's time for a little shameless self-promotion. Shameless self-promotion. Shameless self-promotion. And this time it's about me. Yes, I know I don't talk about myself that often. But I just wanted to let you know that there were some podcasts that I recently got to be a guest on and had a lot of fun. And both of those podcasts are hosted by gentlemen who are going to be guests on this podcast in the near future. Or they actually may have been on already. I don't know what the schedule is. <laughs> I did the Leo effects with my friend Ray, and we had a really good time. And also, I did recently an episode of what's called Star of the Doubts with a guy named Jared Easley. And I really enjoyed speaking with him as well. And we had a fun time when he was on my podcast as well. He, I interviewed him and then he interviewed me and we definitely struck up a friendship. He's a super nice guy. Definitely check out Star of the Doubts and the Leo Facts. A lot of interesting interviews. But listen for me too. So before we get to my guest, who's our guest today, Sherpa? Today's podcast is being brought to you by Audible and you can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash, you guessed it, Sherpa. And there's over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. You know, I've been doing this ad for so long, I bet that there's well over 180,000. I would say millions, millions. Speaking of books, well, I don't know if my guest today has written a book. His name is Robbie Clark, and in our interview, you'll notice that he describes himself as very similar to Chandler Bing on Friends, and it's funny because I was like, yeah, he does remind me kind of like Chandler Bing on Friends, and that's probably why we had such a great time talking. He's really enjoyable. He belongs to a podcast called Cinema Soapbox, where they talk a lot about movies and television, and if you go to their website, too, which we will talk about in the interview, there's a lot of really great writings on there, too, with him and his co-hosts, and he, he told me after our interview, he was doing this interview to surprise his co-hosts who are certainly a bunch of highly esteemed gentlemen with criminal records a little longer than mine. No, I didn't say that. Did I say that out loud? Shh, no, don't say Why don't we head on down to the conference room at the Sherpa Chalet, and we'll get to know a little bit about Mr. Robbie Clark from Soapbox Cinema. Hey there, Rebels. We are here in the conference room at the Sherpa Chalet, and I got an interesting character on here tonight. His name is Mr. Robbie Clark, and he is one of the hosts of a podcast called Cinema Soapbox, and he hosts it with a bunch of other unsavory characters. <laughs> but we got him tonight to talk a little bit about his show, and it is obviously about movies and TV. And yes, sir. If you if you check out their website, it's a really interestingly written. Yeah. How are you doing, Robbie? <laughs> doing well, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Good. So 
Why don't we learn a little bit about you first? Oh, me as a person. Wow. I've been an act. I've been infatuated with movies and TV my entire life. I grew up wanting to be an actor. I got my BFA in theater performance from the University of Texas at Arlington. I have a lot of my own film equipment. I've done some short films here and there, done a couple of weddings, a couple of music videos. I just, I, I love it. I love the visual medium. And I've, I've been a writer since probably middle school, high school. And when I met Steven, one of the other hosts of Cinema Soapbox, I met him randomly randomly at a bar and we just started talking movies and he was like I, I write I own a website do you want to write for me and I was like yeah maybe and he goes I'm gonna go to the restroom here's the website let me know like essentially when I get back you have 45 seconds so I talked to my girlfriend at the time I just looked over and I was like I can't write for this guy like I'm my voice is not fit for a movie website and the first article of his I pull up and the very first sentence is the f word and I was like all right no I got it I got it I can do this <laughs> So I'm a writer. Uh, I love movies. I'm an actor. I I just visual media, anything written. I just I'm a fan of anything that that uses the imagination. I guess is is where I I'm most at home. When did you first start getting interested in movies? I think the first movie I remember seeing in theaters was Ace Ventura. I'm sure I saw a few more before that. But I, I remember seeing Ace Ventura. I remember I had like a really crappy day as a kid. You know, however crappy those days can be. A friend came to pick my sister up to take her to the movie. My mom just like threw me in their car and was just like, take him. Here's money, whatever. And then we saw Ace Ventura. And I just remember thinking, wow, that's so great. That that made me feel better. It changed my, my day. So from then on, it was just like whatever movie. For a while, it was just comedies. But then it was like whatever movie I could get my hands on, I was watching. So it just it started really small and really innocently. And it turned into this super supreme obsession that I still have. To, like, I don't know if you can see behind me. I know they can't at home, but that's my shelf of movies. Okay, yes, I can see that. And <laughs> it's quite it's just, Yeah, it's just, I, I love them. I, I've loved them since, I guess, the early 90s, and they've been, I guess. You said you were an actor, too. Do you remember your first role? I think my first role was in a play at church. Could not tell you the role. I couldn't tell you what it was. The first thing I remember actually doing, though, I was in sixth grade, and we had a musical review that was actually music in movies. And my first role was uh, Forrest Gump. So I had to learn how to do an impression of Forrest Gump. They played the score in the background. And then I ran off and someone off stage yelled, run, Forrest, run. <laughs> first thing I actually did in front of an audience that wasn't my church was Forrest Gump. Did you want to pursue it professionally? Did you ever get to be in any movies? I did. Uh, well, I, I sort of pursued it professionally. Like I, I did uh, all through high school, all through college. I have been an extra on some things. I was an extra on the uh, and a photo double on the, the Dallas reboot a few years back. Mm -hmm. um, I was an extra in uh, Alita Battle Angel when they filmed down in Austin. So I was an extra in a few scenes in that movie. And then there's a show that recently got picked up by Amazon called Vindication. It's a faith-based series it was 10 episodes picked up by amazon and we just got the green light for season two and my character started off as a background extra and the director has told me that my character's name is in the scripts so yeah i've, I've gotten to do it professionally it's awesome very very minor very minor but it's just it's still amazing well that's the thing i'm sure most actors start as a guy in the background and then the next thing you know you've got a speaking role and yeah. i guess they know you know you're comfort in front of the camera too yes you're not gonna yeah. lie up like uh, Ralph Cramden did when he did the TV commercial going, hamana, 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 hamana. <laughs> Hi, Mom! <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, nothing yeah, like that. Um, I got I got called in as an extra on Vindication, and uh, the director called me that like a couple days before I was supposed to go on set, and he goes, "Hey, um, we've got a couple of cool people playing the cops. You're playing a cop, so we're gonna try and improvise a little bit of dialogue between you guys and this, that, the other." And so we got there and we improvised, and my stuff was a little funny, a little more comedic. After that day of shooting, he was like, "I'm not entirely sure we're gonna be able to use it, but we're gonna try." And then a few episodes later, I was back on being an extra, and he goes, "Yeah, we used all of it." I was like, "Oh my god, that's so awesome, <laughs> so great!" And then you know, picked up for season two, and I'm just I'm excited for that. I'm I'm really excited to see where that goes. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, people on Amazon Prime they can get their socks on two days, and they can see you in a movie the same week. Absolutely. <laughs> Buy your socks. Watch me on your screen. It's pretty crazy. You said that Cinema Soapbox was started was basically initiated before a pre bathroom run. Yeah. <laughs> with you and Stephen, but yeah. you did a podcast before that though. So before we started recording, I told you that I just had wanted to do a podcast forever. And then I all of a sudden had the means. So I bought the equipment and it started out as, you know, because movies have been a huge part of my life. It started off as a movie podcast. And the very first one we talked about Blade Runner 2049. And then the second episode was, I think, a a sports episode. We talked about basketball. And then the third episode was um, a friend of mine had been declared cancer free after struggling and fighting for a few years. So I was like, I want to have you on. I want to talk to you about your fight with cancer. And I got to pick her brain, which I'm I'm naturally curious by nature, or naturally curious by nature. How redundant is that? So it, it the show kind of morphed from comedy entertainment movies to brain picking. Like my brother-in-law opened a coffee and wine bar in Arlington, Texas. So I got to have him on the show and I got to pick his brain. I, I got to talk to the owner and operator of the first microbrewery in Arlington and talk to him for an hour and a half. I've talked to some of the people who have been on Vindication and I've got to hear their stories, like some of the, the bigger actors. It really turned into just me getting to know people like I like to do. I don't. I, this conversation is fun for me because I very rarely get to talk about myself I'm always talking to somebody else about them because I'm just I'm curious and I'm inquisitive. That's what so close to greatness was. It was a it was just an excuse to sit down and with somebody I wouldn't normally talk to and figure them out. So that was the most that I've had. I had so much fun on that show. I loved it. You really cut your teeth on podcasting with so close to greatness, and then the pre bathroom meeting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to dwell on this. You know that, right? No, and it's totally fine because we joke about it all the time. I was randomly in downtown Fort Worth, and I was with my girlfriend at the time, and he showed up, and they started talking about A and M football, and I started talking to him about movies, and he revealed that it was his first year anniversary with his wife, who's become a dear friend of mine. She was up in their hotel room, not feeling very well, so he came down for a quick drink and we started like picking at him he said do you want to write i said sure after he went to the restroom and then after that it just steven is one of my best friends he was really cool and he he told me he was like so if you want to write just text me tomorrow i'll give you all the permissions on the website and write whatever you want to i don't care I was like, okay, great. So I texted him the next day. I was like, hey, man, it's Robbie from the bar. What's up? And he goes, he sent me a one word response that said unsubscribe. And I was like, what did I do? Have I already offended this guy? And, uh, and then he messaged back. He's like, no, nah, man, no, nah, man. What, what's, your, uh, what's your email? So he just added me like that. And my very first article was about uh, how movie theater popcorn is the best snack in the entire world. We really get to write about whatever we want to. The articles that are on there, I was looking through the website today. They're not your traditional movie-based article. 
rules. It's not like, oh, let's wonder what Francis Ford Coppola was thinking when he made this movie. This is more like, let's compare a DeLorean to a phone booth for time travel. Both Stephen and I and Josh, the third member of the Cinema Soapbox, we're all really knowledgeable about movies, but we've never wanted to be like pretentious. We never want to like we don't ever want to be anything other than we are because those articles bum me out. You know, there are the other articles that are just complete and total clickbait and we don't want to do that either. So it's basically just a a be yourself mentality. And if one of us thinks, what were they thinking when they made this movie? We'll write about it or we'll talk about it. But if it's not the first thought we have, we're not going to chase it because we just want to be who we are and let our voices be heard. And I noticed that you have, I guess, videos where you're kind of offering, I guess, what can we call a blog commentary on the videos? I have all the movies you see in the back. There's also a stack of like 130 that I have never seen that I bought that I've never seen. I've only seen once. And I'm really bored. I'm working from home. So I just set up a GoPro. I set up my mic and I, I watch a movie and then I talk about it. And I asked Steven, I was like, hey, can I just can I put this on the Facebook and he in the pa- Facebook page? And he goes, yeah, sure. Whatever. I mean, a lot of them are older movies, so it's not like it's relevant or current commentary, but it's still just like it's fun. It's an excuse to be creative. You pop a movie in the DVR and make the magic happen. Absolutely. That's sometimes that's all you can do. But yeah, I've, I've gotten uh, the fourth one of those just as of recording this episode with you. The fourth one went up today and I got three more on the way. The chemistry between you guys on the show is really great. It's definitely evident that you're clearly comfortable around each other. Mm-hmm. What do you think you guys agree on the most and what do you disagree on the most? Man, that's a really good question. Josh and Steven agree like it's usually it's funny because like two of us usually agree about something and one person doesn't. So we've always kind of got like a little bit of conflict. Josh and Steven both think that Quentin Tarantino is amazing. I have hated every single one of his movies, which is an unpopular opinion, but I can usually back it up. Uh, we did. But we did do an episode a couple days ago. We we're talking about our favorite sequels. Josh always goes first. We have this little order that we go in. And Steven was like, all right, Josh, what's your favorite sequel? And he goes, "Uh, I think it's a pretty popular one, The Dark Knight. And both Steven and I go, oh, come on, man, because we all wanted to talk about it. So we all just kind of agreed there that The Dark Knight is the best sequel ever made. And it's also the best comic book movie ever made. And all three of us were in total agreement on that. So we disagree on a lot of stuff. And every once in a while, you'll come across something that we all agree on. It's good to have conflicting opinions, though, and especially when there's three people. Yeah, You know, because if you have all three people that are always saying the same thing the whole time, after a while, it gets a little, a little stale. A little competitive, yeah. Gosh, sometimes we, like, we had an episode last season called Versus, uh, where Steven, Steven is this genius man, like, we'll come up with an idea for an episode, and he's working full-time. He had a kid last year who's going to turn one on April 1st. His family is just nonstop busy, but we'll come up with an episode idea, and he'll be like, great, I'm going to make a game to go along with it. And we did that last year with this episode called Versus, and he he was just like, all right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you guys each of you one topic, and you're going to fight about it. And they were really weird, like uh, not just characters, but they were like, this guy with this additional ability versus this mystical creature as a normal human being. Like, it was, his brain works so so funkily and it's it just he's he's a genius so he comes up with all these crazy games that we play and it's it's fantastic god he's a genius i what was your question i'm sorry i just went off <laughs> on a tangent <laughs> that's okay we allow tangents at the show, okay, show I, <laughs> I actually forgot what my question was anyway so that's okay good we're, we're on the same page here <laughs> you said that you were also a writer did you just write strictly for the website or did you do anything else i've written 
written some short films here and there that I've never done. I've written, uh, I have on, actually on cinemasoapbox.net, um, Stephen gave me like a little corner of the website where you can go and read essentially everything else that I've ever written. I've written a um, long story, very, very short. I've, uh, I fight a pretty gnarly depression. And I find the way that really helps me get over it is to channel it into a short story or a blog entry. And I didn't want to pay for a whole website. And I just asked Stephen if I could use a little bit of the website. And he goes, man, use use as much of it as you want. He says, we have infinite pages. Just do what you want. So I write short stories and observations and stuff. Uh, other than that, it's all been, it's all like on my computer. I haven't really posted or published anything. The first thing I remember publishing was a senior year of high school. We had a poetry magazine that we were all like required to write two things for because otherwise you know it's a high school nobody would do it and uh i wrote very last minute a poem about how i couldn't believe it wasn't butter and i got first place and i wish i still had that poem but i think that's the first like actual published bit that i had i i just kind of write here and there it's just in snippets and bursts and spurts i guess you were just really good at sounding incredulous <laughs> uh yeah yeah. <laughs> Let me throw a couple of movie questions at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Favorite genre? Any more, it would almost be a comic book. I guess if that's that, I you would consider that a genre, right? Sure. Yeah. So comic book. I'm a huge Marvel head. That was gonna be my next question. Marvel or DC? So Marvel is absolutely with- Marvel. There's not even a competition there. <laughs> I see that. Let's move on to the next question because I will talk to you for hours about that. <laughs> Favorite actor or actress? Robert Downey Jr., but also I'm a huge fan of Tom Hanks. And I really love anymore these days. I really love Keanu Reeves just because he doesn't care. You know, he's just like, I'll do it if I want to do it. Oh, let me look at my movies. It's one of those questions where like I always have an answer until <laughs> someone asks me and then I'm like, I can only name of I can only think of two actors right now. Robert Downey Jr., um, Tom Hanks. Really love Brad Pitt more and more these days. Uh, used to not be a fan of his and for whatever reason he started growing on me i really like tina fey i think is great i think maya rudolph is one of the funniest women ever and Kristen bell i just got done binging the good place and she she plays like quirky and funny and sincere and dramatic both very well it would be easier for me to tell you the people i don't like okay like i just give me three (laughs) oh three that i don't like crap I said easier, and now all of a sudden, here I am. I'm trying to look at my movies so I can at least have a frame of reference. Oh, you know what? Unpopular opinion. I'm not the biggest fan of Uma Thurman. I don't know why. It's just something about her just bothers me. Man, honestly, we're going to sit here with a little bit of dead air while I figure it out. So I'll think it. I'll keep it in the back of my brain. Let's move ahead. I'll throw another question at you. Yeah. Three of your favorite movies and three of your least favorite movies. Oh, okay. So my top three favorite movies of all time are from three to one, Contact, Shawshank Redemption, and Avengers Endgame, which I'm sure someone's going to listen to that and be like, what? And I I will say that it's not the best movie ever made, but as far as the comic book genre and for the nerd inside me, it gave me something that comic book movies have never given me before, which is that finale, that ending they've we've wanted since the first Iron Man. So that's why it's my favorite all time. My least favorite, I'd have to say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I thought was awful. I just watched What Happens in Vegas with Ashton Kutcher and Cameron Diaz the other day. I don't mind rom-coms. I really don't. 
don't, but there are some that are just so basic and bland. So I think What Happens in Vegas is one of the worst that I've ever seen. I can't even look at my movies because I usually only buy stuff that I like. <laughs> okay, we can leave with that too. That's okay. Yeah, I think that's just pretty much it. Like, I'm sure that if I think back to other movies, like in the past, like the standard bad ones, the ones that I hate are like Troll 2 and Manos the Hands of Fate or Plan 9 from Outer Space. Some of the ones that are so bad, they're good, but there's you just look at them, you're like, man, that's a bad movie. Now, you guys talk about television also. What are some of your favorite TV shows? I, I personally am a huge fan of Lost. I think it's one of the greatest TV shows ever uh, to be made. I also really like Supernatural, Friends, Seinfeld, Cheers, like those cla- the last of the classic sitcoms are among my favorite. I also love, man, I love South Park. I think it's it's one of the shows, one of the very few shows that have gotten better every year. I don't think there's, like The Simpsons, you know, were good for like, the first seven seasons, then after that, it was a slow decline. And I just think South Park has gotten better and better. I also love Archer and American Dad. How I Met Your Mother was good up until season nine. So I only own one through eight on DVD. <laughs> I, just, I can't bring myself to buy it. The Gary S. Thompson show, Las Vegas, with Josh Demal and uh, James Caan, James Lejeur and Nikki Cox. Like that, I thought that as far as serial dramas went, that was a really, really, really good show. One of the best shows to ever be canceled. Oh, and on that note, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, I've been watching again with Matthew Perry and Bradley Whitford. When I heard it was canceled, I was legitimately upset. I was like, this show is so good. Have you ever seen that one? No, actually. Oh, man. It's Aaron Sorkin, Matthew Perry, Bradley Whitford, Amanda Peet, Sarah Paulson. Ed Asner has a recurring character. Man, it's it's a great, it's typical Aaron Sorkin, walk and talk, really quick dialogue. But it's about the behind the scenes of what happens on a sketch comedy show. Kind of like similar to Saturday Night Live. It's great. It's I highly recommend that show. Was that on uh, Netflix or? It's on, uh, it's available for purchase on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Hype the new employer. (laughs) Buy everything and stream everything on Amazon. (laughs) Hashtag vindication. Usually when there's guys who are actors or actresses, I always like to ask them this one question. And it's wide open. If there's any character in any movie, and we'll say TV show also for you, that you would have liked to have played, who would it be? Any error or whatever. Does not have to be a, a current movie or TV show. It could be an old movie. I got two if that's all right. Sure. I really wouldn't mind being Chandler being on Friends. I get told often that I act just like him, and I try not to, but I, I think it's just a similarity. It, sarcastic like he is and really energetic like that but i would also really love to play rob petri in a reboot of the dick van dyke show dick van dyke i think actually now that we're talking about it is up there among my favorite actors of all time so i would love to be rob petri if given the chance i I think you want to just be live in the studio when somebody goes oh rob You know, that wouldn't be the worst thing. Could it be the worst thing? <laughs> well done. Two birds, one stone, sir. Well done. <laughs> I didn't think I could combine Mary Tyler Moore and Chandler Bing. <laughs> I, you know what? There's a first time for everything. Being a podcaster who was a guest on a show about podcasts, what are some of the podcasts that you like listening to? I listen a lot to the Joe Rogan experience. He's got that brain picking thing down. And if I could get those guests on my show, I would absolutely do it so he he does exactly what i wanted to do or i he does exactly what i did just on a much larger scale i listen to the minimalist podcast a lot they've helped me like tone down some of my buying and some of my hoarding and stuff and also it is a a shameless plug but it's very very true uh my friends justin and alex have a a a podcast called the idiot syncratic podcast which is just two guys that'll come in with interests and it's, it's not like a topic 
they just each come in with something they've been thinking about all week and they'll talk about it. And they also do like stupid news bits from around the world and stuff like that. Two of my other friends, Chris and Greg, have a podcast called 100 Proof History, where they will talk about a moment in history. Like uh, they recently just did John Jones and his cult. Say what? Jim Jones? Yes, thank you. Okay. I'm just, I'm bad at history. I, maybe you thought maybe his brother had another one that just no. wasn't as popular or something. No, no. Yeah, J- Jim Jones and that that whole cult. Their episodes are like two-parters. So they'll do one for an hour and then they'll come back and they'll finish the story the next hour. And they will they always drink like whiskey or something. And through somehow, I don't know how they do it, they always find a way to relate what they're drinking to their topic. They're just really smart dudes. So those are pretty much the four that I listen to and two of them are local to DFW. Chris and Greg know what they're doing and Alex and Justin are just, they're too funny to not listen to. Yeah, I, I didn't really mean to plug any other local podcast, but there you go. I, okay. I listen to them all the time. That's what this show does. It makes people aware of podcasts that they might be missing out on. So that's that's okay. So while we're on the topic, we have a portion of the show and it's called Shameless self-promotion. Shameless self-promotion. <laughs> and this is where you get to let our listeners know where they can follow you anywhere in the world. Not literally, but... <laughs> all right, all right. As far as Cinema Soapbox is, is concerned, that's cinemasoapbox.net. You'll find all of our writing there. We are at... Uh, the Cinema Soapbox podcast is streamed on Spotify, iTunes... Stitcher, Google Play, and I think Pocket Cast and Overcast, if I'm not mistaken. But we're uh, housed on SoundCloud, so it would be soundcloud.com slash Cinema Soapbox. You can find Cinema Soapbox on Instagram. On Facebook, it's Cinema Soapboxing, I-N-G, because there's already a Cinema Soapbox page. But we're better. I don't know. I can't say that because I have no idea who owns Cinema Soapbox. But we are, we're everywhere. Uh, Me personally... You can find me at I am Robbie Clark, all one word, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and So Close to Greatness is also streaming on every uh, every available podcast platform, but it can be found at soundcloud.com slash sctg. On Vindication, what's the name of your character? Uh, Officer Markey. Officer Markey. Okay, so we have to yeah. watch Officer Markey on... You can, uh, I think episode six and nine in season one is when I have my speak my uh, speaking moments, and I was an extra in the background of season eight or episode eight. And yeah. what days does new episodes of Cinema Soapbox come out? We usually do every Wednesday at two p.m. Right now, it's there are at least two episodes a week. All right, Mr. Robbie Clark, thank you so much for coming on down to the Sherpa Chalet. Thank you, sir. I really do appreciate it. This has been a blast. And now it's time for Sherpa Suggestions. Okay, here's what I'm thinking for this week's Sherpa Suggestions. Since Robbie was a podcaster who ended up on a TV show, let's make this week's Sherpa Suggestions about podcasts that ended up or are going to end up as TV series. First one we have is one that you've probably heard of called Dirty John. It was actually based on a true story, which I wasn't even aware of, and it originally launched on the Bravo Network, and for the second season, it will be on the USA Network. 
There's also Limetown, which is on Facebook Watch. And we have Homecoming, which stars Julia Roberts, and that's also on Amazon Prime Video. Lore, which is the same podcast, which is brought to you by Aaron Menke about a lot of strange things that go on in this universe. That's a show on Amazon Prime. Two Dope Queens, which is on HBO with Phoebe Robinson and Jessica Williams. And in development, the very popular podcast Dr. Death is supposedly going to end up being a TV show as well, so keep an eye open for that. There's also Alice Isn't Dead, which is going to end up on the USA Network eventually. Welcome to Night Vale, which is going to end up on the FX Network. There's also Over My Dead Body, which is going to end up on HBO Max. So there you have it, podcasts that became TV shows. Who knew? But of course, with my luck, I'll end up as an infomercial subject of what not to do on a podcast. Very special thanks to Mr. Robbie Clark of Cinema Soapbox for coming on down to the Sherpa Chalet and spending a little time. And best of luck to him and his co-hosts. Next week, we'll be back in the Sherpa screening room, and it'll be an interview I had a few months back with a guy named Steve Bluestein. And Steve was a stand-up comic who actually helped found the comedy troupe The Groundlings, which a lot of funny people have been members of. But he was one of the first, and he had some really great stories about the comedy world. He's now retired, but he's still funny as ever. So be sure to check that one out. And the week after that, if you or a military veteran or know someone who is a military veteran, you want to check this one out and maybe check out the podcast of my guest, David the Norseman Williams. That's all I got to say. It will be really interesting once you hear it. Following that, we have the pro wrestling edition of the Sherpa Screening Room, and I'll be talking to Texas Chuck Cheney and Nikita Bresnikov. I know that's a lot to remember, but if you subscribe on your favorite podcast app, it'll all automatically load on there for you. And if you don't want to do that, just check out my website, SherpaLution.com. Be sure to follow me on social media at SherpaLution, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. So thank you so much for coming by. And I know that Robbie said he would like to be like Chandler Bing on Friends, and that's who he was compared to. But I'd like to introduce you to the guy who's going to show you the door. But he would be the guy on the show who was really the glue of the show and held it all together. Gunther. In the meantime, he's just Mr. Bruce. So if you don't mind, sir, if you can show everyone the door, much appreciated. Thanks a lot, Rebels. Viva la Sherpolution. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Too Many Podcasts. Please disperse. You can go home now. I said you can go home now. Viva la Chapalition. Viva la Chapalition. <coughs> oh. Yell, come back now, you hear?